Some people love Shakespeare, others not so much. But a Shakespeare adaptation is always a good time. Constellation Theater at 14th and T is featuring a musical called Desperate Measures. It's based off of Shakespeare's play Measure for Measure, but it's set in the Wild West. A gunslinging nun teams up with a sheriff and a saloon dancer to save her brother. Buy tickets now at constellationtheater.org. The show runs through March 17th. Once again, that's constellationtheater.org. Today on CityCast DC. DC is a great art city, even if it doesn't always get the shine it deserves. And once you start paying attention, the variety of options can be a little overwhelming. City Papers arts editor Sarah Marloff is here to recommend five productions you need to see this month. Today's Wednesday, November 1st. I'm Bridget Todd, and here's what DC is talking about. I feel like DC's art scene never really gets a lot of love. There is a lot to do in DC in terms of arts and culture. As someone who lives and breathes all of this stuff in DC, what do you think is the most underrated part of DC's art scene? That's such a great question, and it really is underrated. I think I talk about that all the time when I talk about DC's art scene. And I think that I'm probably torn between how underrated our theater scene is. Um, And if you're in the know, our theater scene is not underrated. Like everyone knows it's amazing in there, but it's such a small niche. But we have a really epic theater scene that has like everything from like Broadway plays that are trying out for the first time here before they go to Broadway to like small, very local, like grassroots productions. Um, And all of them are doing really unique things and just doing some fun stuff. Um, And I also think that our music scene is really good, but that gets some love, but... What musical performances should folks have on their radar to be checking out in D.C.? Absolutely. So fall is just out of control with events. Um, You could probably fill your calendar with an arts event every night. One of the ones that stood out to me was Grounded, which is a opera. It's being put on at the Kennedy Center, commissioned by the Washington National Opera, co-produced with the Metropolitan Opera in New York. So as we said in our Farl Arts Guide that came out in September, the artistic director for the National Opera, I think that she's really trying to attract like younger audiences. Like when you think of an opera audience, you're thinking a very specific set of people. Mm -hmm. It's a little older, it's a little whiter. So Grounded, I think, has a very interesting plot idea. It follows a woman who is a F-16 fighter pilot who's effectively grounded because she becomes pregnant. She's put on drone warfare, like dropping drones on people thousands of miles away, and it goes into like her mental state of how drone warfare is really icky. That's my words, not theirs. Um, And I think that the whole point is to really be like, what are you thinking of? And what does drone warfare like do to all of us and like the people who are literally enacting it? Yeah, I see what you mean about an opera that might 
invite a little bit different of an audience with a di just a different perspective and a different thematic nature than maybe you might think of when you think of opera. Like I've never been to the opera, but that's not what I would think if, if I was going to an opera. Right, right. And I think it's a little bit more intriguing and it like, I think it speaks to a younger generation. So moving on to something a bit lighter, can you give me one comedy show that folks should be sure to check out this November? Yes, I'm so excited about this one. Sabrina Wu is coming to DC Improv for five shows over November 17th through November 19th. If you don't know who Sabrina Wu is, they recently made it onto Vulture's annual 25 Comedians You Should Know list. Sabrina Wu played Deadeye in Joyride, um, which came out this summer and had this amazing cast and was just like raunchy and also, like, I cried in it at one point. Like, <laughs> Yeah, if folks have not seen Joyride, check out Joyride. I think it's on Netflix. Yes. <laughs> 10 out of 10 recommend. It is so worth it. Um, the entire cast is stellar. And Wu is just amazing in it. I Basically, I will follow Sabrina Wu forever now after Joyride. A Sabrina Wu devotee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so what about film? I think the one that... I am probably the most excited by because it's so DC, but also like so cool to me. It's called Double Exposure Film Festival. It starts on November 2nd and runs through the 5th. And most of it takes place at MLK Library. And it's the first and only film festival in the U.S. that's dedicated to investigative reporting on film. So you're watching a lot of docs, and I think like one of the ones that caught my eye is on Louis C.K. and the fallout of Me Too, which I was automatically like, I need to buy tickets for this right now, and just gives you a real inside look at investigative reporting and documentary filmmaking and like the overlap of those two things. And I don't think it's as niche as it sounds. I think it's very like, don't we all wonder how these things get made and how you find out about this? Am I talking like a journalist? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm glad that you mentioned that. I'm a big documentary person. It's like my favorite way to spend time is watching a bunch of documentaries. And awesome. that's one thing that folks should know is that it's not as niche or as dry as it sounds. When you look at some of the different films they have offered, films like the documentary Sorry Not Sorry uh, that explores Louis C.K. Um, that you mentioned, mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. a documentary about the the impact of things like deep fakes, the documentary Another Body, which I actually just saw, the range of topics is a lot more accessible and human than you might think. Exactly. I think you're just getting people who are doing just some really amazing work. It's also, you know, some people want to read a 4,000 word like investigative journalism piece on ProPublica. I hope that you do. They're great. But maybe this is an easier way to like get involved and get interested and learn more about something you've been intrigued by. Yes. I, I am the second category that you just <laughs> mentioned. I want to have this explained to me with like, an empty chair, and then like someone sitting down and getting mic'd with an establishing shot. I'm in. <laughs> that's how I want this unfolded for me. I think that's perfect. Then you should definitely get tickets to this. <laughs> the brand new Arbor at Tacoma is built for your most convenient urban living. Whether you want to enjoy the vibrant Tacoma DC community or comfortably retreat into a sleek sanctuary all your own, the kitchens have striking dark navy and white cabinets, and throughout the home, there are wood floors and smart home technology. Some homes even have a private outdoor space. 
With a quick walk to the metro, you can easily head into downtown or stay close and enjoy the retail that's on site. Located at 218 Cedar Street Northwest, the Arbor Tacoma offers brand new one and two bedroom condos starting in the upper 300,000s. Visit thearboratacoma.com for more information. That's Tacoma with a K. So T-H-E-A-R-B-O-R-A-T-T-A-K-O-M-A.com. Okay, so what about museums? Okay, you can spend a long time doing museum stuff. I know recently you all spoke about like the reopening of the National Women's Museum in the Arts. Mm-hmm. So great. There are a million great small galleries. But I'm going to talk about Simone Lee at the Hirshhorn. So Simone Lee is basically a celebrity in the arts world at this point. Her work really explores a whole bunch of different mediums from like ceramic and bronze to video, which is always really interesting to see how artists evolve. And this will be, this show at the Hirshhorn that opens on November 3rd will be a comprehensive survey of her work, which will span two decades of someone who's basically, again, called a celebrity and her work is constantly evolving, but has also always kept this idea of looking at and trying to dig into the idea of black femme subjectivity. There just hasn't been enough art shows on that. And to see it, like, these are the names we want in our major institutions. The Hirshhorn always brings in amazing artworks. But I think that this one will be just really, like, jaw-droppingly awesome. And I think it goes back to what you were saying. I definitely see a thread through a lot of the the exhibits and things that you've given us of maybe highlighting voices and stories and perspectives that are not always represented so much. Hmm, that's funny you would pick that up. I have no idea where that comes from. And it's <laughs> definitely not my goal in life. Somebody <laughs> tells me you had more to do with that than you were letting on. Maybe a little, maybe a little. You mentioned when we started that one of the maybe in some ways overlooked art things that DC offers is our theater scene, mm-hmm. specifically that plays will have Broadway runs and be big deals and then come here. Is there anything like that that we have to look forward to? Yeah. So Fat Ham is coming to Studio Theater and it's already open. It opened on October 25th and it's going to be on stage for at least all of November. And this play, as one of my like writers who's an amazing theater critic and just a great writer, Chris Klemek, wrote in a piece about the playwright, that Fat Ham is basically a queerer, blacker, less blood-soaked remix of Hamlet that earned its author the Pulitzer Prize for Drama in 2022. It was nominated for five Tonys, sadly didn't win any of them, but it's supposed to just be this amazing play that reimagines Hamlet as a black queer kid and sets the scene in a backyard family barbecue in North Carolina. This play was such a huge deal on Broadway, and there are so many good plays coming, but this is one that, like, really, again, stands out and maybe, again, also speaks to the times we're in of, like, giving voice to Black queers. We're starting to see more and more on stage, but it's very new, and I'm very excited about that. I'm excited, too. I'm so glad that you brought it up. You will definitely catch me at Fat Ham. I tried to go when it was on Broadway. Did not work out. I'm seeing it when it's in D.C. I I will not miss it. I'm very excited. 100%. So, so excited.
Senator, you've given us so many good things to do, but let's say somebody wants to be more engaged in DC's art and culture scene, but they're overwhelmed. Like, where's a good place to start if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're just getting into DC's art and culture scene? Well, I will absolutely plug Washington City Paper. Since becoming arts editor about two years ago, my goal has been to basically just make our art scene feel more accessible to everyone. You go online, you find out like, who are the local bands I need to see? What are the plays that are happening? Go to WashingtonCityPaper.com, click on arts. And if you are so overwhelmed, pick a category. We run it through like music, theater, film. You can narrow it down to like where you're comfortable. You can also get our City Lights uh, newsletter, which comes out every Thursday and Sunday. And you can sign up for that on our website as well. And that will have like 200 word blurbs. We just try to get a lot of fun stuff in there. And we actually work very hard to not run anything that's sold out. So by the time that comes out on Thursday, you could be like, oh, I want to go to that on Sunday and get tickets. So I think that's a great place to start. And if you're willing to sacrifice your inbox, which let's be real, we already get too many emails a day. So what's a few more? Sign up for some newsletters from venues you like like you've been to 930 club get on their email list get on studio theaters email list i really recommend getting on woolly mammoth theater list they do great work it's just a really great place to get a lot of that in so that's a great tip sarah thanks so much for being here oh my god thank you so much for having me this was so fun <laughs> That's all for today here on CityCast DC. If you enjoyed the show, obviously share it with your favorite art lover. We'll be back tomorrow morning with even more news from around the city. Talk to you then.